Welcome to the Don't Know Much podcast, where we don't know much about anything. But what I do know is that people are really getting overdramatic for the gas prices. We talked earlier in a little group chat about, you know, gas prices, uh, how they've been here in Florida. They passed the uh, $4 mark. Uh, I think nationally speaking, it reached over $5 a gallon. And honestly, I even in in when I was younger, especially during high school, when they barely had any money, there was rarely a time where i actually cared about gas prices i i still needed to get gas i mean what was i gonna do not get gas i needed to get to point a to point b and given how florida doesn't have a uh overall doesn't have the most amazing transportation system you gotta you know you gotta play with the hand yeah. that you've been dealt with so i mean yeah that's that's the same mindset i've always had where like whenever people complain about gas is like damn gas price are expensive yep all right, well, I gotta still fill up my fucking tank. I mean, what, what's the alternative? What's the alternative? I mean, like, yeah, well, you're not. You can't go to Applebee's and get your freaking four for twenty or whatever the uh, the advertisement bundle is on a Friday. Oh boy, I think I've only eaten at Applebee's once or twice in my lifetime. I think maybe like once. I don't remember what the fuck I even ate. It was like years ago. I've never stepped foot in it, but I've eaten their food because someone's like, "Hey, I'm not gonna eat the rest of this. You want?" I'm like, "Okay, sure." That's like takeout or something. <laughs> yeah, basically. But okay, honestly. So, um, American America's number one most sold vehicle is the Ford F one fifty. That's just the model, and Americans just love their pickup trucks. Uh, the thing is, most pe- people who own pickup trucks don't really use it for the utility purpose. They just have a truck, you know, just to have a truck. It's so, a status symbol to, in certain redneck countries and redneck counties. True. I mean, even in Texas. Um, you you look at that state a lot of people drive pickup trucks the, the thing is every time i see like a clean pickup truck i cringe a little bit because at least growing up me me seeing all the pickup trucks that i've seen in my area they were all dirty carrying either loads of trash because you know they um some people have a uh uh what do you call those uh, they get they, they collect a whole bunch of trash and then they go sell it or, or they have a bunch of iron or or metal and they take it to a um a facility scrap. that takes yeah scrap they take it to a facility that has a whole bunch of just uh, uh metal they weigh your car then uh before you dump your metal then you uh they take a record of that then they weigh you again to see how much metal or how much material you gave out and then you get your money so every time i see these clean cars these clean pickups I was like i get it but like it's so inefficient and it's so expensive let alone, not even for gas just expensive to buy expensive to maintain uh and that's really it i can't what, I really... a truck or, or a car a pickup truck a pickup truck okay um if in my opinion actually me and my family we bought like a really cheap like beat up piece of shit green truck like this thing didn't have air conditioning right but we bought it because it served the utility purpose and i think like as a homeowner i think i would like to have a cheap truck just sitting in my garage in case i ever needed to go to a fucking home depot because you know you don't want to like carry furniture and shit like that with a fucking ford focus so you know thankfully i don't drive a ford focus but you know i think having a truck around is not a bad thing especially if you're a homeowner and you do a lot of like landscaping or you do a lot of like construction work or you just do like just or you just go back and forth and you put a lot of furniture in your shit you know what i'm saying like i I think you get a lot of your money's worth a lot from just buying a really cheap rickety ass fucking pickup truck like i remember i drove that thing and that thing was a piece of shit but it worked like we used it for when we were doing some construction in the house and we saved a lot of money that way bought this cheap one thousand dollar truck we shared around the family and serves our purpose it's like a personal u-haul truck and this thing didn't even have fucking air conditioning but damn it was fun driving it though i can't imagine like parking that son of a bitch but you know what i'm i'm, I'm fine with my car right now <laughs> that's why i brought up the whole thing that if i don't see if i see a clean pickup truck it's one of those things where you're like, I could tell that you're not using it for the intended uti- you know, purpose, right? So like, like I said, it's a status symbol, right? Obviously, you go to the, you go to the, the you know, to the, to the bars where they're playing the square dancing, and you just say, hey girl, you want to come over? Let me show you a good ride. <laughs> I will say though, the the um, like, I've I've met people who had pickup trucks because you know it was just handed down and they want to keep it nice that's that's totally the case but now people who own suvs and pickup trucks are really suffering the effects of increased gas prices to tell you the truth the only reason why i have an suv is because i fixed it up it was my aunt's Mm -hmm. old suv it's a 2004 vehicle so like uh it had a whole bunch of issues i fixed it up hey i got a free car and i'm gonna pay monthly uh monthly uh, fees on it so who cares the only thing i gotta pay is, is insurance every every 
every quarter i think it's every like three months for me so all, all i'm saying is that that's the only reason i have an suv um i'm glad it has space and honestly i don't think i'm ever gonna like go back to a uh to a more traditional lower to the ground car because like of a sedan or a, co a compact yeah honestly i don't see what's the negative view of family vans because they're so dang practical dude they yeah they it makes got, sense they got good mileage they got a lot of space they got seats a lot of seats it's 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 crazy. A lot of people are like, oh, you got a van. Dude, the van has everything. It's an SUV plus. All right? That's all I'm saying. You could do so much Marcus, with it except tow. What? Hear me out for a minute. Do you remember an Ed and Eddie, that fucking van they found in that dump? The one with the waterbed in the back? Wasn't that a van? Yeah, it's a van. Oh, yeah. Yeah, what about it? Yeah, the one. Didn't you want that fucking van when you were a kid? Dude. Ever since I wanted that fucking van as a kid. I, I've also wanted the uh, Scooby-Doo Mystery Machine ever since I watched the, um, uh, what do you call it, the live-action films uh, yeah. for Scooby-Doo because it looked sick, and I just thought, yeah, like, I, I could do I really it. wish that movie was PG-13, though. I think they cut the shit out of it by making it PG. They really, really had to pull back because of that. Yeah, given the uh, the feeling, the flow of the movie. I, I, I yeah, can see like, why. I can I can agree. That's literally what happened. Like, they were working on, on making a PG-13 because they were like, let's just fuck it. Let's just shoot the shit. But then, like, some executive, like, shit the pants. They're like, oh, no, because, like, we did some, like, statistics and we had to make sure that, like, we hit all the demographics so we can't make this PG-13. So we had to, like, cut a lot of the jokes. But that's what made that movie so fucking funny. It was, like, so self-aware that I love it. But, you know, then again, it's been, it's been a minute. But, uh, yeah, I get where you're coming from. Like, Vans, you know... Vans make sense, like if you know, if you, if you really think about it. But you know, they're just not stylish. They're not sexy. It, it not looks too, lame. It looks bro. Yeah, I mean, like, I've never been one picky for cars. Like every car I could think of in the back of my, yeah, every every single car I got was either a hand me down or someone picked it out for me and I just took it. Like my first car I ever had was a Chrysler Sebring, which is pro probably my favorite car, but it unfortunately was the one I had the most problems with. Mainly, it was my first car. It was a convertible. It was really cool looking. Um, and, you know, as a young high schooler who just graduated, like, you know, that, that shit was I'm not going to lie. It was kind of nice, though. Right. Um, but, you know, it, it was it was a two door and uh, I was taking these really big, heavy set fellas over uh, to work as I was working with them at, at a call center. And uh, let's just say I really tested the fuck out of those suspensions, taking those guys to work every day. So. That was fun. <laughs> oh, I remember. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, it, it, like, it really felt fucking lopsided. That shit felt like a like like uh, that, dude. Um, but you know, it was it was cool. Like I liked it. It was cold. Uh, you know, I, I put a nice, you know, this back wood ox was still a thing. I don't know if kids nowadays ever heard the term. You know, pass me the ox. Like that shit was fucking crazy. You know, back then we had mixtapes. Now we had burnable CDs. Then we had ox, and now we had Bluetooth. You know, dude, I'm so glad you brought that up. My dad showed me uh when he was a, a picture of when he was a I want to say like late teens maybe early adults i'm pretty sure it was like late teens or mid-teens um a sound system that was in four different ways it, it, it's a home entertainment system type of stuff right and they had a a vinyl record it had a uh what was it a equalizer for sound uh i think an eight track a radio uh and i think what was it um this thing to record audio in and then there's one more thing that I can't remember cassette. what it was. Yeah, a cassette thing, but you can record stuff and also like hear music from this these cassette tapes. But he oh, told real to real. Yeah, there you go. And what was crazy about it, he goes, dude, this is the shit at the time. And I'm like, yeah, I get it, right? It has everything at the time that everyone needed. Um uh during that time. I think it was like in the eighties. Yeah, those formats were coming in and out so quickly. Right. So he told me this thing cost about like $5,000 and we confirmed that. I'm like, dude, five grand for something like that. Like it was, it took up a lot of space. And obviously, you know, I, you got to give credit where credit's due. Technology really, really made things a whole lot more compact and a lot easier to, to deal with. So, uh, he showed me all this and I was like, dang. So think about it with cars, right? When you were in a car, right? You had your own car. Uh, when when cars started having their own entertainment systems, right? You you wanted the one with the with with a nice CD player with some nice speakers. Then you wanted one with a good radio system, right? You want to 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 get good. Sirius uh, XFM or something like that. Basically, like satellite radio. Basically, 
Then you wanted one with a. Then they went to like CD player. You want you needed one with a CD player. No if ands or buts. Then they went to aux cord. Now it's just Bluetooth. So like mm -hmm. as time goes on, you know, obviously, uh, we want more uh, convenience. One of my favorite images I've ever seen. It's like this blue picture. I think if I could find it, I'll describe it. But it's basically like. All this, like, 80s equipment, like a calculator, a camera, a fucking TV, a radio, a game console. It's, like, all this stuff just, like, piled in together. And, like, in the text, it says, all this used to be separate items. Now all of it fits in your pocket is, like, one phone, you know? And what I find so funny is, like, people, you know, I was watching um, Zoolander again. You've seen Zoolander, right, Marcos? Uh, I think so. Let me is look one up. With Blue Steel, the one with the model. I need to look it up. Yes. I know you're talking about okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there was this joke in the sh in the movie where they're like making fun of like how tiny his phone was because at right. the time I think around that time they were making fun of like oh cell phones are getting tinier and tinier, which is so funny because I feel like it's the opposite where it's like we went from wanting tiny phones to now we want bigger smartphones now. Just because of the by, screen. Like, yeah, and I think that's what it is because now you know we don't have to we have to factor in the screen real estate rather than just using buttons. Um, but yeah, going back to cars real quick. So yeah, I had a Chrysler Sebring, which I loved it. I loved that car, but you know, it was a used car and, uh, you know, it, it unfortunately broke down and it was one of those crises where it's like, once it breaks down, you need like, you need to shell out a lot of money to fix it. So we sold it to a guy who was like a collector, really weird guy. He just like, we were just, you know, we go meet up the guy like, Hey, we're going to sell you the car. You know, we're about to give him all this paper. He's like, no, 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 it's okay. I'm a collector. I collect these specific cars like this. And I'm like, you sure you don't want to know anything about it? Like, no, no, no. I just want the car. I'm like, okay, cool. Whatever. So after I got that car, I got my mother's, uh, Hyundai, uh, car, which this car has been driven around the state probably 12 times over. So it's, it was already a worn out piece of shit. But then eventually I have my current car, which is my, uh, Honda Accord, which I really like a lot, which is funny. Cause you know, we're talking about like how you only paid the, le uh, the, the insurance of your car. Uh, my lease is about to end up later this year. So now I have to make the tough decision of what I want to do. Do I want to, you know, just buy the car outright with the bank? Do I want to lease it out, lease another car out? Or do I just want to be done with the lease and just go figure out uh, afterwards? I'm probably just going to buy the car outright because I like it too much. And it's going to help me lower my monthly bill from what I'm paying for my lease. But if anybody's watching or listening, don't lease a fucking car. It's a scam. It's a bad idea. I bought this lease because my old car literally broke down on me. And I needed a car at that moment. And I was, you know, I was emotional and I was frustrated. So, like, to put in perspective, chat, like, let me tell you something. I had this car right i remember i had to do, go somewhere like in in the doral area to go pick up like something for my mom right i go park my car marcus you might remember this story i was sitting in my car for about an hour with the radio on because i'm just like what the fuck am i gonna do right the whole like fucking radiator just completely shits to bed like fluid is just pouring out of this fucking thing and i live like 30 minutes away from my house at this point so i managed to get the car going and i managed to just barely make it out of the highway and this car like shut down on me like two or three times on the road where i was almost practically running the red light at this point right mm -hmm. and after i finally get home and my car you know at this point the car's like already got like that gray smoke shit not gray but like that white smoke shit coming out and i remember i was just like so fucking mad at looking at this thing i was like praying like i hope this thing caught on fire at that point because at least that would give me more satisfaction and joy than having to see this thing fucking move ever again right and i remember like after we we decided like all right fuck it we're just gonna get you a lease go tomorrow da 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 i remember i was so fucking mad at this car i started kicking the shit out of it like i'm fucking like drop kicking this motherfucker i like i was like literally playing the bonus stage in street fighter 2 where i'm fucking up some dude's car except it's mine <laughs> okay but uh yeah after i got the lease i you know it's a great car i liked it you know it's fun and all but man i i just don't recommend it because you really think about it buying a lease is like the most expensive way to operate a vehicle to quote dave ramsey because if you really think about it you're basically borrowing a car at its full at the at the sticker price that they're telling you at the lot but of course cars depreciate over time in value but now you go back to the place later like what like five years later they still want that original sticker price back as if the car is still worth that amount all right chat now after he just finished all that let me tell you what a car guy thinks about leasing and daniel's issue with his car now sure daniel's car had issues uh, he definitely had a radiator issue, leaving it on for an hour and leaving it on idle. He probably didn't have enough uh, radiator fluid in his radiator. Oh, it wasn't itself. that. But it I'm, wasn't that at all. I, I'm just guessing. I'm just throwing it out there. But when I first, well, I'll, I'll correct you. No, it literally was all it was was just a hose pop. That was it. Right. I was gonna. Okay. So 
actually you just reminded me of everything you your your car was such an easy fix when i saw it i was just like dude this is and this is this is me younger me who barely who knew less about cars and i'm like this is just inexpensive and easy fix i understand you not wanting a car i get that it's it, you know it gets annoying to to um, it was a headache man it was like breaking down on me like every time you don't understand like the laundry list of shit i had to fix that thing i fixed a car over more times i should have bought a car at that point uh i usually depending on the fix itself I, I i do like a like like is it really worth buying a new car like uh like sure the comforts there of uh, of buying a new car getting a car that actually works and you know all that stuff because you know the lemon law protects you from from uh uh what do you call it shady business practices when it comes to buying a new car i get that but e even then the the whole idea of not paying monthly f for, for a vehicle i'm just like you know this is pretty sick now yeah um when it comes to leasing and i'm just telling you exactly how i'm telling you when it comes to my experiences with other people leasing i've never personally leased i just fixed up my cars leasing is in a similar field of a financial um of a financial burden like if you're renting out a house you're only there permanently if you think you're gonna own if you want to own this car to own it and you're gonna have it for a lot longer than you think you're gonna you know uh have it for than just whatever the lease period is go for it much like hey are you gonna live in this in this place for less than three years less than two rent if you think you're gonna be staying in the area for a lot longer than the two years you should consider a more permanent option if that is available to you. Also, you know, if you're married, if you if, if you have children, you gotta, you, gotta, you know. And also a factor in where the fuck you live because the rental market here in Florida is fucking dog shit. Right. Well, well it depends on where you live exactly because, you know, Orlando isn't that bad. Yeah, but I'm talking about my Miami brethren here. Right, right. I get that. I get that. So leasing is not that bad, especially if you, well surprising if you enough. enjoy the idea like hey i get to lease a car and i get to pay monthly and it's a brand new car hey man i guess you could look at it that way i've no. heard that argument no this is the thing you're not looking at it's not your car no of course not that's what but I'm saying. you can treat that car depending if you like if you have like um what do you call it if you have like mile limits that you can't pass you have to follow Which that however fucking stupid however you can add a red light just put your foot on the damn throttle. Who cares? Transmission? What is that? Who cares about a transmission? It's not your car. You're gonna turn it in anyways. Or let's just say the transmission blows up because all every time you, there's a red, there's a green light, the moment it turns green, you just you just go. You just let it rip. And guess what? You take it back to the to the dealership. They'll fix it up for you and they'll give it back to you. Leasing is such a nice and uh, what was it? If you're not a car person who knows how to work with cars and stuff. Yeah, leasing a car is literally one of the best things. Period. Because you can't even do your oil change. Someone like me, who knows how to do an oil change, it's super easy to do, and can get the oil and filter for super, super, super cheap. I I want to change my own dang oil. It's super easy to do. Why can't I do it? I can get it done in ten minutes. And that's it. Uh, and I can't imagine driving to that fucking dealership. These people took like what eight like six hours to change a battery. I'm not mm -mm. actually <laughs> cringe. But hey look, man, the way I looked at it, it, which is cheaper, go get the battery change, sit in the chair for eight hours, six hours to be uncomfortable and get it for free versus go have to buy the battery. Then you got to install it. I mean, I got the tools to install. It's just a couple. Yeah, of, but you still got to buy a battery. It's not that bad. You just turn in the core and that's it. But yeah, yeah no, I, I mean, get that. But yeah. you still have to buy the battery. I get it. I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's something that I rather do as, you know, a job I do for myself because i know how to mm -hmm. do it and it's an easy job i can do most fixes on the vehicle too so i mean it's not that bad all i'm saying is leasing for me is it's not too much of a thing for me that i want because like or maybe if i want to lease to own that could be an option you know a little payment plan whatever i need to do sure i guess um but i prefer having the ownership of a car because if i wanted to if i wanted to put in different rims i can do that on a vehicle that's mine i can't do that on a regular right. ass lease which is what i'm looking forward to if i do buy this car out with the bank like i'm looking forward to like modding the shit out of this car right so that's like one of the things i, I will say is like hey do, what do you want to do with that car daniel do you just want to get a new one do you want to do something different to that car like what 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 do you what do you what do you have in to mind me? yeah you 
Me, like super basic shit, like maybe updating the speakers, maybe tinting my windows because I've been putting off of that. Um, let me think. Uh, I really want to install Android Auto. Like, I was really enamored by it because my mom's Audi has like Android Auto and CarPlay, and I thought it was like super cool, right? But in reality, it's one of those things where it's like it's nice to have, but it's not really a necessity. Right. But I wouldn't mind having it in my car, you know? What I'm right, saying? right, right. Of course. I but I've heard about it. I mean, I haven't really heard any negative things about it because how can you mess up an audio system that's already you know competing with other audio? services i mean it's literally just your phone's like interface but like on the car right right it's of not course like like you're gonna be able to like read messages or shit like that it's just like hey you now have a screen that's your gps and now you have a screen that's like just your spotify and then now you have a screen but you know your mileage may vary because like i when i use my mom's car like it was kind of cool like using her touch screen to be like oh i'm gonna play this playlist you know what i'm saying right. mind you these like these screens you're using are not like the fucking teslas where like teslas have like the super ipad max fucking taking up the goddamn dashboard you know what i'm saying right so it's like a tinier screen and you know your mileage may vary depending on like if the processor and the and the fucking car is as fast or as snappy as it is like it's like you're trying to like scroll and pick a song or pick like a, a playlist it might take forever to load it's like well you know you never use like a smartwatch but it's like trying to use like spotify and like on a smartwatch you know like depending on the situation it's either super slow or you just like pull out your phone and say fuck it i'm just gonna put my song like that but again it's like it's a neat thing to have just so you have that kind of like um connectivity and like the sense of synchronicity i think the word i want to use it's okay. kind of like having like a smartwatch you know a smartwatch is an extension of your phone app android auto and carplay is like that but with your car that's it, the best way I could describe it. Yeah, and usually as technology you know, um, advances, you can get more features. You know what? I wanted to bring this up now because um, I love watching this guy on YouTube. His name is uh, Steve Lato, uh, and he is a Michigan lawyer, a lawyer based off of Michigan. He is a, I think, a um, uh, he mostly focuses on the lemon law, so you know, vehicle protections and stuff, anything involving with vehicles. Uh, but he does other cases, obviously. And he he brought up this case where when cars obviously first came out, they weren't as fast. Obviously, they were, they were a nice thing to have. You know, you, you put the fuel in and boom, you just started driving, right? Obviously, as cars got faster, cars became a little bit more advanced. You know, um, safety precautions were a thing. So it wasn't until uh, cars getting started to get more advanced that, hey, we need a a uh, what do you call this a safety system for it uh to make sure you know people don't dang die so it became federally passed uh slowly obviously because the government isn't proactive it's mostly reactive something happens and then they react um so that being said you know seatbelts weren't a thing at the very beginning uh seatbelts were slowly added on and then it was feder federally uh what do you call it uh uh given the step of approval that, hey, every car needs it. Then came airbags, you know, anti-brake system, uh, anti-block systems for your brakes, um, so on and so forth. And then in 2015, there was the reverse camera, you know, when you, when you... Oh, yeah, I can't live without that. That's for fucking sure. If I'm ever getting a new car, I need to have a, ver a reverse camera. I am dog shit at driving reverse, and man, that's a life fucking saver for me. So that being said, there was a case, I think it happened in Michigan. I could be wrong, um, but some lady was coming was on the exit ramp uh was from the highway to the exit ramp she uh she's she's a nurse she you know just finished working or whatever her shift it was uh there was some construction happening on the main highway but she um uh she didn't she didn't she couldn't stop in time i should say uh to the cars that were stopped at the red light and well she hit the car in front of her uh the car in front of her had a little girl in the back and she ended up passing, you know, due to her, the, the, the impact itself. So the, I think the judge that is in charge of this case that's seeing over this case has given the green light to the mother to sue Jeep Chrysler for not having an anti like, uh, no, I'm sorry, a, um, automatic brake system. So usually, so this Jeep in particular had a $10,000 package. This package included installing a automatic brake system, which obviously, you know, we, we, we've seen those commercials, right? Where, where, uh, on TV My car or actually has an automatic brake system, actually, but right. it's, it's a little bit more of the wonkier side, but yeah, but still it has it. And, yeah. uh, at this 
point at this time it's an optional feature and for this Which lady it's funny because uh-huh. there's a whole story about that but yeah you finish your saying right so we might see in the future cars maybe like any car after 2025 having this automatic braking function so it, it, it's nice to see as 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 time passes you know people obviously uh new regulations new everything does not get passed blood needs to be shed money needs to be lost before anything happens so it, it sucks that it it is what it is now but you know it's a change nonetheless that people seem like they want your 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 car automatically braking before you even have time to react that's nice but yeah i've i never really felt like it helped me in that situation but then again i'm a pretty good driver like i'm, I'm fairly confident i could say that because like even I, I never. The only w- reason why I say I felt it wonky though is mainly not the brake system, but mainly the uh, the lane. Uh, I forget the term. It's like when you're you're deviating oh, off of the lane. Yeah, 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 lane assist feature. Lane assist. Yeah, I never liked it because there's a good exa- reason why. Like, okay, so when I was driving to my old security job, um, there was a part of the highway where there wasn't any lane divisions for like a brief like second, right? So. For some reason, the car would always lock the fuck up and always like panic into thinking like, "Oh shit, Daniel's like off the road. He's off roading." You know what I'm saying? Right. But I'm just like I have to like hold the wheel like super fucking tight to make sure it doesn't like like shake like viciously so it figures out figures out where the fuck I am. Um, sometimes like it may come in clutch, but then again, I'm a fairly good driver. Uh, the only time it sucks is like sometimes you might be trying to like slowly jump like an exit, for example. But, you know, there's still a little bit of that line left before, you know, it opens up to be an exit. So there'll be times where, like, as I'm about to turn, the wheel will start shaking a little bit, letting me know, like, hey, yo, dude, you got to, like, get back into it. So the funny thing was that when I got my battery replaced, right, so my car battery was about to die. And I think I've told that I, I think I'm pretty sure I told the story about the Tyler, the creator concert ticket store, which, by the way, I'm, I'm finally going to that concert uh, in two weeks from now. So I'm freaking excited. This was like months in the waiting here. Um, but long story short, one day. Uh, my car started having this little error message saying that like, oh, something about like your assistant is 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 busted, and I didn't think much of it. It's like, well, it's you know the car drives just fine. I'm not really gonna sweat it. I'm just gonna go to go you know do my thing. And then one day, my mom is borrowing my car. She's like, oh, I noticed this error message in your car. What's that about? Like, oh, that's just like you know like the fucking lane devi- deviation tool or stuff like that. I don't really care about that. I don't really want to fix it. It's like, oh, but you should probably like fix it though. So I'm like, okay, fine. So I go to the mechanic when I was getting my battery changed. Like, hey man, I curiosity like what's up with this thing and i thought like you need like a software update or some shit like that right and i'll and he's like oh no man like you gotta like reset the thing and i'm like well what do you mean like reset it like no 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 like we gotta take it out and put it back in the proper position i'm like well why that happens like well i don't know did you hit something with it i'm like no He's like, well, it's kind of misplaced, and we kind of have to, like, you know move it around a little bit and i'm just like okay how much is going to cost six hundred dollars and i'm like so I have to pay six hundred dollars for a feature I don't really want and don't even use mm-hmm. to like to fix that. And he's just like, yeah, all right, fuck it, just fix fix the battery. I'm not even gonna sweat that shit. But eventually we did get it fixed anyways because my mom insisted it, so we did, and now I have it. But I don't know. I I've never felt like I really needed it, but it may come in clutch. Who knows? I don't know. I'm I think I, I could safely say I'm a decent driver. Yeah, that's also one of the things I don't like about you know leasing out cars because sometimes some of these fixes are like super simple to do sometimes but you know given given the uh the prices and uh the hourly rates of some some dealerships it gets it gets sort of like annoying and i'd rather not deal with it i rather not deal with it i rather just fix my own things usually with older cars this is easier said you know this is much easier to do than newer cars because newer cars you know technology and all that stuff uh but it's still the same concept nonetheless but all i know is is that i i just don't really like uh the idea of leasing the car and i can't do much to it um so in my old job i would be working with some mechanics and you know we're just working on planes and stuff but either way we would get annoyed that hey i just want to do a dang orange change you know it's a saturday um I, I, I had nothing else to do might as well do an oil change on my car right and well uh they will charge you literally charge you for doing your own oil and they will basically penalize you just for doing your own oil. So that's why some of these people, especially those who are a little bit more car savvy, don't really like the idea too much of leasing only because of uh, the fines you'll get just from leasing the car. Because, hey, it's not really your car. You can't make that call to uh, do whatever jobs you want to 
doing a car. But yeah, I mean, it makes sense. But either way, I, I, I do like this whole 30-minute car talk. I've been... I didn't think it'd go this far from That's going to I gas think. to going to, to, I mean, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. It's yeah, just, it's yeah. funny, but I'm not much of a car guy myself. I'm just like v- four wheel thing. Go vroom. I go McDonald's and, and come home. Like, McDonald's. Like, <laughs> that's, that's what I do. I, I like asthma gold. It was just like, listen, the only time I get in my car is to go to get fucking Wendy's. Like, that's it. I have like, respect it. McDonald's in such a long time. I normally just get a Taco Bell, dude. I, I never eat in a Taco Bell. That's why I love those whole memes, like the two a.m. Taco Bell run. It's more like yeah. a like a passive right, passive rite of passage. Rite of passage. There yeah, you go. yeah. I was having a stroke there. Sorry. Um, you know, I we were speaking about this prior to recording, but I'm not sure if any of our listeners knew, but like, dude, the state of play on PlayStation, I forgot it was even the thing. I forgot I it even existed. Even- I, I thought it was a shadow drop. I thought, like, oh, shit, did Kanye drop the new state of play? Oh, it's Sony? Okay, yeah, I got it. <laughs> Dude, I was... I I don't really care I, too much. I didn't hear anything about it, but, hey, man, uh, you know what? I, I The way I look at it, if I fell asleep and I woke up, like, hey, dude, there's going to be a state of play. Like, all right, wake me up. <laughs> wake up the next day. Oh, the state of play happened. All right, cool. Fall back asleep. Wake up the third day. All right, tell me what happened. Because I don't, really don't care. Yeah, not being up to date about all these... All the stuff really, really does wonders to you. Who cares if you're like, if you know the news right away as it drops, honestly, I'm not really losing much if that happens. No, it's just my point is though, like a direct is fun. Like you look forward to it. Even if it like nothing special announced, there's going to be at least some excitement. You know what I'm saying? But like a state of play drops and it's just like, all right, cool. Like less of a reason to get a PlayStation 5. And now I feel less bad that i don't own a playstation 5 because what like every game announced in that fucking thing is multi-platform except one and i'm like okay <laughs> we're just one down i mean there's some games that i truly want to play the thing is they're not cross-platform or cross-save some some xbox games some playstation games which is cool and all i guess i, I don't mind it you know it's just sometimes i just want to play with some homies who only have a playstation i just want to play my pc you know i would love to play uh red dead redemption 2 or gta 5 with some of my friends that have it on playstation 5 but you know can't because well it's not cross-platform or i really 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 am considering buying an xbox series x for one game daniel just one single dang game and it's what game is it warframe I have my you will wa- buy uh-huh. a whole fucking console for a free to play game. Here's the thing though, I have so okay. much saved data on that game from when I played it a lot, like basically religiously, that I can't transfer the data over to PC, which I prefer playing it on PC, you know, because it's freaking PC. The thing is, I can't transfer it, and I've been getting that itch. I really, really want to play it. The thing is, what can I do except? Just not play it except play on my Xbox One S, which the load times are atrocious, especially when you want to go to Earth. Um, so yeah, I I want to get a five hundred dollars series. I mean a five hundred dollar console just for one free to play game. <laughs> That's <laughs> stupid, but I mean it's your money. I mean like I bought the the, the Sony PlayStation Four box for a you know a Bloodborne that runs at thirty FPS with no anti aliasing. That's what so, I'm saying. You know, Me I, too. I mean, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. You know, it's it's about the hustle and grind. I mean, I continued on with Demon Souls and then I sold the PlayStation. Now I still have Demon Souls. Now I have you guys to lend me your PlayStation Five if I ever want to play Demon Souls. So I win. I guess. I all I know is, is that I. Warframe was such a fun game. It it's still sort of fun. Obviously, the late game becomes a bit more. Uh, it, it burns you out quick if you're, that's not your cup of tea. But like that makes sense. Uh, all I'm I saying is, I really I, love my it. thing with Warframe is I played a little bit of it in high school because back when I just got my PC, you know, you just wanted to play any game that you could get your hands on. I did yeah. not care enough about it, so back into the to the library goes. Right, and I honestly, it it, it was it was great playing with friends. And why not? I just, I just can't really play it on PC. And seeing it on PC, it's so beautiful, dude. I just, it's, it's, n- it's night and day. Sure, on Xbox One X and on the PlayStation Five, it looks good. It's not PC. It's not PC. So it's, it, it's one of those things that 
I'm probably not going to do unless someone goes, hey, here's you want my Xbox Series X for 200 bucks? I'm like, oh, what's wrong with it? Oh, nothing's wrong. I just don't need it. I have a kid. I'm not going to play games uh-huh. anymore or jobs or school or whatever. I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll take it off your hands. But that's the only way I could see myself actually buying one. I'm not going to get a new one outright. But It's like when I wanted a PlayStation 4, I told myself don't spend more than 150 bucks on it, and I did. And then later I traded that in, and I got a Pro, and then here we are today. And now it's sitting right next to me to eventually be dusted off to play Bloodborne. Are you going to homebrew it? You know what? I haven't really thought about it. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe. That might be a consideration. Because I was considering getting uh, my one of my friend's PS4 Pro, getting it because he just doesn't really want it, and then just homebrew it. So I'm not going to play online games with it. Far from it. But, I mean, the, the 60 frame mod for for, uh, for Bloodborne looks really, really beautiful. Looks real, it real nice. It makes you wonder why they haven't really like just made it official yet, but... Whatever. Well, given the success of Demon Souls, uh, Blue Point has been put on the map real hard. A lot of people were spec had a lot, a lot of speculations uh, with Demon Souls the remake itself, and well, it those who have a negative view on it just uh, have small PP energy, and they're definitely not small PP kings. They're just plebeians. So mm-hmm. we, we respect our small PP kings. I'm one of them. Let's go. So that being said. Given the success of Demon Souls and this remake, um, there's rumor running around about you know uh, a Bloodborne remake for the PS5 only, and you know I can see that being a thing. Sure, I'm not you know I'm not you know praying to the sun gods over here saying like oh please let it happen, let it happen. But no, uh, it, it seems plausible because Demon Souls was very a very very popular game that basically created this cult following known as a Blood Soul series, and thanks to Sekiro and now Elden Ring. Um, now it's become part of the mainstream, a heavy mainstream. Where like it's crazy. Like even Doc is even playing it, which makes me so happy. Not just Doc, over half of Twitch has been playing it for this week alone, because of like no, for real. The thing is, Sekiro and Elden Ring are more casual leaning games. Um, it, although Sekiro didn't have a whole bunch of min maxing with stats. Uh, Elden Ring does, but Elden Ring gives you the ability to respec if you want. Uh, it's, it's I like to look at it more. It's more accessible. It's yeah. not like super like hardline. Like if you can't beat this boss, you're fucked. You cannot continue. Elden Ring is much more like open ended. True. And once you reach level fifty, that's when the game really begins. Uh, technically speaking, but yeah, you can respec. You can do everything. That's why I say it's a lot more casual because it, it's not permanent. A lot of things aren't so permanent. Uh, you can't really yeah. like obviously. The the Soulsborne formula is very linear, but it's very it's very majestic seeing everything that they designed for the game. So seeing the success of Sekiro uh, and to the point where it even got Game of the Year, um, a lot of people enjoyed Sekiro because of how ca- uh, compared to the rest of the games, I'm trying to insult it or belittle it. Sekiro is one of my favorite yeah. games because of the the aesthetics, uh, the story itself was was great. Uh, it it was a lot more casual. Than the rest. I think the best way to look at it is like there's not as many options, therefore you can't fuck up as much. True, true, and it wasn't as linear. Oh yeah, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. It was pretty. It was pretty open ended because I I always thought about that. Like, what if you made a Dark Souls game where you could jump? And I thought, man, the possibilities are endless. And then when I saw that Elden Ring, I practically shit myself. I was like, oh my god, you could actually jump on command. (laughs) The potential is there. Uh, and obviously the sneak. The, the sneaking was a very important mechanic as well in Sekiro. Yeah, no more like awkwardly walking up to someone to sneak up on them. It's like, I'm slowly going to backstab you now. Which is great, honestly. I, I, I really did enjoy the change of pace, the change of style in Sekiro. And I'm glad that has not only not only was it successful, it was the most successful thing that uh, Miyazaki... And it was published by Activision and yeah. didn't fuck up? Yeah. How? Probably because because Miyazaki's like, hey, I make good games. Y'all know. Let me do my thing. And they're like, all right. Don't, all right. don't fuck it up. I just don't know. I still don't know why it was Activision that published it. Like, that's so They probably gave him the most amount of money for it. His cut. Bigger cut. But it was like only for one game. That's what's so weird to me. Listen, the same way how I'm pretty sure there was a cut. There was some sort of deal when it came to like, hey, uh, with a... Uh, Bloodborne, it's like, hey, I'm going to do Sony. Uh, here's the contract. They gave me a contract. I'm going to take it because, well, money. So, I mean, I, I, I'm i pretty sure that may not be the case. But if it is the case, I won't be mad. You know, get your bag. Secure the bag, dude. Who cares? But right. that being said, I don't think 
the publisher can affect a lot of um, uh, what do you call it? A lot the development. Absolutely, they can. No, no, no. Hear me out. Hear Not me this out. game. No, no, no. Hear me out. When you've already set a precedence on like who you are as a as a as a uh, as a game development team, and you do your own thing, sure. Like we we could look at Bungie how they got screwed over by Activision with creating Destiny. Uh, it was supposed to be there should have been a Destiny three, but there isn't. But given given how much like big dick energy Miyazaki had, I'm not trying to like you know like praise him or anything, but like there's there's a point where you can just say I'm not gonna do that, and they're just gonna go your own way. Uh, Santa Monica Studios is very similar in that regard as well, where uh, with the God of War series, they're just like hey. We're not going to do all that. Like, I know we have to, that you really, really want us to, but, like, you got to be realistic here. And, ironically enough, funny enough, the executives are like, all right. Like, they, they weren't, you know, robotic about it, but they, they let it happen. So, when companies, at least gaming development studios, are, are big enough uh, for, 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 for certain games and they're always moving around, they really don't care. And they'll just move somewhere else. That's why, like, a lot of people don't really care about, like, I personally don't care about the epic launcher. I'm not sure about you, because people complain I'm about having different towards it. Yeah, like yeah, and more different. Yeah, who cares? Honestly, I I rarely open up the like. Epic it's thing. not the best, but it's like it works. It works. You know, like whatever. You know. Right. That being said, I think uh uh their next game, if it goes hardcore back to the original Souls formula. Uh, I don't know if it might be the smartest thing for them, given how successful, again, I'll say it again, with Sekiro was, given how successful Demon's Souls is, uh, Elden Ring's a lot more accessible, like you said, a lot more casual, so given that that's the case, uh, to the point where even you said it, even Dr. Disrespect is playing it, uh, would you make another casual game? Would you make another uh, hardcore game? That's more, you know, it, it, it's very, very important how you, how you min-max, uh, I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw you a spin. You know what I'm gonna say, Marcos? What you got, man? You know what they need to make right now? Strike while the iron's hot. We need a Kingsfield remake. Remake Kingsfield. In this remake, you die in the game. The game punches you in the dick. Uh, King, you know what Kingsfield is, right? Kingsfield. Ah, you don't know about your From Software lore. I see. That was From Software's first game. Yeah. Wait. Hold up. Don't remind me. I'm remembering. It's Give me, it, it, it's at the tip of my butthole, dude. It's the game on the PlayStation, the first one, the PlayStation One. No, wait, please. It's wait. It's the first. I've seen gameplay on PlayStation Two though. There is there is Kingsfields on the PS2, but I'm talking about like the first one. Okay. I'm talking about like the first one where like the first screen in the game is you turn right. There's a potion on the floor. You walk towards it. The ground below you crumbles, and then you die. Dude, how the fuck did not know Kingsfield? It sounds super familiar, and I might have touched on it a little bit. Not played it. I'm talking about like like maybe I've seen it. It's okay. I've never played it. I I would I literally think it would it'd be torture to play it. But you know what? Like, fuck it. Let's just do it. Let's just let's just do Kingsfield. Uh, maybe you think I'm I'm pretty sure it wouldn't be that bad. Would it succeed? Probably not. But fuck it, dude. Like the novelty alone is, is what gets me. Like maybe maybe just hire Bluepoint again to do it. Like they're probably like you know we could make that Bloodborne remake for PC, but oh that Kingsfield though is is, is kind of it's kind of it's kind of calling to All right, me. Hear you me know out. God damn these fucking lizard people have dies of thunder. Holy shit. Hear me out. Right. So obviously Bloodborne has its own cult following, obviously because of you know uh, the Lovecraftian horror type of stuff, uh, type of type of uh, style. Now yeah. There was, a in my opinion, the best the best way I've ever seen a video game handle um, Lovecraft horror. Oh. It's so good. Also, being American, I love the idea of beating up British people. So yeah, yeah. yeah you don't want to you don't want to get involved with the knife crimes. You want to be a part of statistics. Well, I mean, sure, there's pistols in that game, but I mean, but they're more like a suggestion. Yeah, I don't really. Do you're anything. using at this point. I'm just using a beast cleaver because it's basically the best game in the uh, best uh, weapon in the game. But also. You know, London, no knives. You know how it is. But yeah, that being said, that being said, there was a mod, a, a fan mod, <laughs> where it's Bloodborne cart, and it looks so damn hilarious. It was a small little trader-like uh, video that came out years ago, and it was just so funny. The, the 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 same the same carriage that takes you to Canehurst. You use that as a uh, uh, as a racing vehicle, and it was hilarious. And I like it. Leave it the. F 
leave it to from software to make one of the best areas of that game a completely optional area and somewhat uh out of the way to get after you yeah. go into a labyrinth of trees and then once you get to it it's not the easiest thing to survive in com- compared to the rest of the game uh obviously the nightmare realm is annoying if you don't know what you're doing uh which fun fact some people i still know people who don't know that you can destroy the big brain uh, you can basically kill the big brain that constantly spews out light of insanity and uh yep. the, the the game is very interesting it, there's a lot of like especially with um uh, given how dense the game is i don't mind it because it's the first game that doesn't have a illusionary wall in the main game uh in the but yeah what yeah there is like there's illusionary walls in that game in bloodborne no uh, in yeah. in the chalice dungeons, oh yes. illusionary, my, my bad. I thought you were talking about fog walls. My bad. No, no illusionary walls where you hit them and then yeah, they disappear. Yeah. yeah, yeah. In the chalice dungeons, I think there is one, but it's like in a random, very very random seed, and it's not. Well, it's a good thing it's a random fucking seed. Yeah. Did you ever go visit the cum dungeon? Is that the one without the freaking? Not the blue one, right? You're not talking about the blue one. No, no, the cum dungeon is just a massive XP farm. Oh right, yeah. You just, just you you just hop in, you get a shit ton of souls, and you just head out, bump out, yeah, and then just come back again. <laughs> no, yeah, and you don't have to fight anyone. You just walk in, walk and in, you get walk it. Walk out, yeah. He falls off stage because some, some crazy hackers are like, "Yo, dude, I think I figured this shit out, dog." Well, it's not hackers. Literally, uh, what 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 are those? It's hex editing. Yeah, they literally just figured out like, okay, just put the funny numbers, and then the numbers go wee. Right, and then there's one where you can go. You have to go through the first level, and then once you're in the second level, there's a store that sells really, really, really great items for way cheaper than what they're supposed to be. Or, hey, this chest here has a uh, at the at the at the end of the uh, at the end of the entire Chalice Dungeon. This chest right here has a it has a what do you call this? Oh, what's a gem, a very, very, very powerful gem. And this is why I get to be level 43 in Bloodborne. I get to be a blue broccoli. With the Moonlight Greatsword, and I can be at the starting area right before you fight. Um, oh, what was her name? Cleric Beast. No, Cleric Beast is optional. Oh, boss. Uh, Father Gascoigne. Daddy no, Gascoigne. The 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 main boss after him, uh, Amelia. Amelia. Oh, the uh, Wolf Bitch. Yeah. Yeah. I stay there, and this is based off my friend because this is what he did. So I do the same thing to, to now. That is a sort of beginner area. So. Anyone who summons their friend to help them out, I invade them. I close with one of the gates that is a shortcut from the the church to the uh, to the uh, to the boss fight, and then I kill both of them, and then I just head out. Being toxic, I get hate mail. It's fun, and I have problems. Uh, I get doxxed. I get some funny you know bottles thrown at me at the window saying <laughs> you're next. <laughs> the Bloodborne experience. Hey, look at that, mom! I'm getting invaded. <laughs> ah! I love how there's a meta. Only if you want to. And it's like completely optional of like, hey, there's an invasion level meta. Do you want the most amount of players possible you can invade? Well, this is the level, not levels, level that you need to be at. Uh, if you want to deal with people who are like mid to end game, you gotta be ah, twinking. Yeah, so it's it, it's it's fun. It's fun what you can do within that. That's why I like Chalice Dungeon so much because uh, if you go deep into the game, you could do so much being low level. And obviously, you don't have to know much. You just got to Google something. And like you said, hey. My favorite thing I've ever seen people do with the with the dun- with the Chalice Dungeon, I personally have a laundry list with them. I can admit that they're fucking stupid. I think the idea of like, hey, from software, you know, these developers, they know how to make like really good, well-designed levels and make them all loop back together and get that sense of dopamine. Like, oh my God, I made a short. Da, da, da. Well, right. fuck all that shit we're gonna let the computers do with that but god damn it is the boss fights and the challenge like fucking stupid and that's what makes me go back to them but that's just my only complaint like yeah, i hate true. them but i still love playing them that's true that's just my only gripe like okay so why is the level design bad oh it's because a computer made it okay that explains it so what can you do with this <laughs> one of my favorite things is like hey you see this big ass lava dog all right cool now fight him but in this close in, in this in enclosed space and i'm like all right cool I like that. And then even and though he it's... only has one and he it has a fucking one hit death fucking combo move. One of my favorite Dallas Chalice Dungeons is the uh, where you where you have I think half health. Um and no. You only have 30% health left and the floor is nothing but lo- uh p- poison. And you're like guess I got to guess I got to go back, build and then go back in. 
It was random. I'm having fun. Cool. And that's it. One thing I do like about Challenge Legends, and people don't really use it for this, but they should, is, uh, and even in the game, it tells you, hey, you suck too much. I got a, I got a solution for you, bruh. Uh, your freaking uh, Garum. Fuck, what, what was the first hunter's name? The one you see in the dream? Garum. Garum, right? He tells you, hey, buddy, you, you, you being casual? You gotta get good. Go to the Chalice Dungeons. Level up so much. Uh, get some. Level up. Go get some items in there. It's randomly generated, sure. But guess what? That one boss fight that you couldn't do enough damage. Get do enough Chalice Dungeons. You go back in, and guess what? Now you can do damage to the boss. Now you can take a hit. And that's the one thing yeah. I did like about Bloodborne, where I'm like, you know what? This fight is super hard, or I, I'm just really, really bad. Let me go to the Chalice Dungeons. I actually got some gemstones. I cap it out, and I was able to do a decent amount of damage and actually survive. Uh, I only had to use it once. It was my first playthrough of it, but it worked for me, and I you like that mechanic. My favorite, you know what my favorite enemy of the uh, Chalice Dungeon was? What is that? The big fat guy who swings his giant hammer with you, and the only thing he wears is his Nikes. Yeah, he's, he's freaking like, naked. Just, Literally my favorite. Yeah. It's just like, but at least he got the Nikes, though. I, know, at least he's I, I have a love-hate thing for him. For one reason, because I 100% know I, I rolled. I 100% know I rolled to get out of his way. I somehow get hit. Like, I'm, well, I'm oh, 10 yeah. feet away from him. I'm like, eh, I mean, I guess. I get one-shotted, sure. But now he has my my blood echoes. Now I got to kill him to get him back. Uh, and he's a little bit more stronger. Just slightly stronger. But eh, he still one-shots me either way, so I don't care. But uh, yeah, so knocks you with his Nikes. But, yeah, but anyways. The state of the play, uh, didn't even know it was a thing. Wait, yeah. Well, yeah, I didn't even know it was a thing, and most of it was just what I thought. Like, all right, cool, a bunch of shit that makes me look forward to those games not coming up, also coming to PC. So I'm gonna go with that. Uh, Xeno Primal is basically Dino Crisis three. I think they made a Dino Crisis two. I never played Dino Crisis, but I fuck with that. I I think that's kind of cool. I mean, goddamn it, you make the main character a girl with red hair and not call it Dino Crisis. Okay, Capcom, whatever the fuck you want to go with. Fuck it, dude. Oh, we're in the future now. We're fighting dinosaurs. Fuck yeah, dude. I used to love Dino Riders. You remember Dino Riders, Marcos? I'm surprised that shit never took the fuck off. Dude, you just took me back. Dino Riders is not something fuck I've it, heard. Dude, for wasn't years. that shit fucking cool? Why the fuck did that show never happen? Wow, like, wow, I completely forgot that was even a thing. You just took me back. I love that feeling though, when you get reminded of something super, super old, and you're like, "Dude, I ha my brain has not traveled through this, through this, uh, through this little memory lane, through this little brain God, lane." I used in to watch that fucking VHS tape so many times because I remembered it too. I think it was like side two of like a VHS of like the Ninja Turtles from like the eighties cartoon. That's why I have like a soft spot for the. 80s Ninja Turtles, but speaking of which, I, you Ninja Turtles fans out there, uh, yeah, there's like a massive Ninja Turtles collection coming out, which I'm kind of interested in because, yeah, yeah, like they include the NES games and shit like that, but hey, they did include Turtles in Time and the classic Ninja Turtles arcade game. If that has online play on it, I might get it because I actually really like that game a lot. I don't know if MAME has ever done like online play before. I never really looked into much into arcade emulation. It's always been a little bit more wonkier for me than it is, but thankfully it's a lot easier now. Um, but yeah, that's kind of cool. It's a bunch of random Ninja Turtles games from like the NES to the Genesis to the fucking Game Boy to like the arcade games. So that's pretty cool. Mainly the 2D Ninja, uh, the 2D platformer ones. Uh, New Stranger of Paradise demo still reminds me that this is a Final Fantasy game read by an American. And he was just like, yeah, this is fucking stupid. I'm going to, like, put some, like, American shit right there. Like, I like that literally the main character interrupts the villain mid-speech. That is fucking funny. He literally, like, while the villain's, like, giving the speech about, like, what he's going to do, he literally just said, yeah, yeah, fuck off, asshole. I don't really give a shit. I'm going to kick your ass. You know what's crazy? Going back to the whole, uh, you brought up, a uh, voice acting. Um, uh, or at least this guy reading something. Uh, one thing that for surprise it's very very surprising for a Japanese studio that f like uh, for uh, from software with all their with most of their games like the blood the, the Soulsborne series the voice acting in many languages is very very good it's amazing actually the Japanese and English they have it like it's top tier because obviously it's a Japanese game uh, Japanese studio like it, it's already like top tier there the English voice acting amazing too but i'm not sure you ever heard for any other languages obviously i speak spanish i understand it so i tried spanish i was shocked that 
obviously, you know, we see the SpongeBob variant of of uh the the Spanish version of SpongeBob and all of all, all these other cartoons. They're not the best. Dragon Ball Z, it's not the best. It, it, what, I Naruto? can't watch Dragon Ball Z in, in Japanese. I'm just gonna say it right now. I can't do it. I've I've done. I've can't do it. I respect. I have nothing but respect for the voice actress for Goku. Nothing but respect for that woman. But I can't watch it. I can't. I have to watch it dubbed by Sean Trammell. It would drive me fucking nuts. <laughs> I, I like Japanese only because uh, usually with Dragon Ball scheduling as well, uh, especially for Dragon Ball Super, uh, the Japanese came up first. Oh, yeah. So. Of course. It's going to take a while. Yeah. It's not like, you know, we're kids again from like Toonami that had to wait for the show to, episodes to come out on uh, on Toonami. You know, like if you were one of those poor bastard kids who watched like Dragon Ball Z and WB Kids, you were fucked. Imagine watching Dragon yeah. Ball Z. I'm sorry to get off of a tangent here. You would have to watch all the beginning of Dragon Ball Z up to the point where Goku beat the shit out of uh, Raccoon. And then later, guess what? The season, the show starts all over again. Oh, actually, ill. Yeah, that's what happened. That would literally, it, dro- it would be like, no, nah, that would drive me fucking nuts. Actually, rest in peace, whoever watched that. Jeez, but yeah, like even even the Spanish, even the Spanish versions on on these from software games, pretty good. I recommend it if if you want to refresh yourself about a little bit of, you know, on Spanish. But yeah, uh, state of the play, more like state of who cares, honestly. More uh, a state of lays. <laughs> what? But I can't remember the last time uh, I ate Lay's chips, dude. Uh, I mean, like you know, just go outside, open your mouth, and then start uh, sucking. Some, wow, yeah. I get it though. Even though, uh, do you know why they have that little pocket? Wait, of wait. Air? To be fair though, there was actually something else that really caught my eye. You know, it's the one thing I was really excited that I didn't think of what actually happened. What they're bringing back JoJo's Bizarre Adventure All Star Battle with more content, and that's a multi platform game. So I'm already excited for that. Oh. Um yeah, it's not a deep fighter, from what I can understand. It really isn't. It, it, you know, it kind of falls in that territory where, like, most anime fighting games, you know what I'm talking about, the anime brawlers, the the Naruto Ninja Storms, the fucking One Hero Academia. Speaking of which, the uh, uh, the Demon Slayer game is following the same, like, like, it looks like it's the same studio that made the Ninja Storm games for Naruto. Yeah. It's the same formula, except... Uh, th- well, actually, no, it's, it's exactly the same, except we you know with swords, with swordsmen. But but the, the, only, the it, reason yeah. why I say that though is because like I've been a stickler where it's like these games are like super hard to pick up. They're not super complex. You know what I'm saying? They're not like you know when you play Street Fighter, it's simple. You you have an arcade stick. You move left or right, up to jump. You have six buttons, three for punch, three for you know three for kick. Right. Right. I don't know if you've been like this, Marcos, and you probably have. Have you ever brought a friend of yours who's never played a Dragon Ball Z fighting game? Let's just say Budokai or Budokai Tenkaichi, if you want to be a little bit more specific. How many times have you made your friend play that game with you, and he had to go through the entire tutorial because he had no idea what the fuck he was doing? Well, I mean, it's with most games, too. With most fighting games, they got to look at the combo list. They got to look at, like, maybe no, do a little warm-up. I don't agree with that, though. I don't agree with that because I could pick up Mortal Kombat. I could pick up Street Fighter. I could pick up Soul Calibur. Like, yeah, I'm not going to be good at right, it. Right, but you said I, I a could... friend, right? I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about any other friend who, sure, might have played a little fighting games here and here and here and there when they were invited to their cousin's house or invited yeah. to the friend's house, but it wasn't like something that they bought for themselves. This is someone who just, and I do the same thing too. I don't play a lot of, you know, a lot of two, 2D fighting games, but even the 3D fighting games, I'll stop. I'll look at the combo list real quick to see like if it's the basic combo list for like what people need to do. And then uh, maybe do a little warm up to see like what's his movements, what it's, what are their soft, heavy attacks, you know, the range for the low and high attacks and middle attacks, you know, stuff like that. It's, it's just normal. You don't want to be constantly button mashing because that's even more annoying. That's even more dumb. It's not as fun. If you just button to be mesh. fair though, it could be also because I'm describing mainly like 2D fighting games, but I'm also like talking about like you know Soul Calibur or like Tekken. Like again, like I get where you're coming from. Like there is going to be a skill gap, no matter. But what I'm talking about is like if you got two people that have never played Budokai Tenkaichi and they both just went straight to the versus mode, they're going to be fucking garbage and they're not going to know what they're doing. Like every Dragon Ball Z fighting game, aside from Fighters. I had to go through the tutorial to understand, like, the basic mechanics. Like, okay, what the fuck is this? What is Dragon Rush? What's this and that? Like, it's things you had to do, like, a tutorial in order to play the game, which I'm not against. I'm not saying your, your tutorial shouldn't 
be there, but I think your fighting game needs to be in this level where it's like complex enough that you can get good at it, but you also have to make it easy enough for pick up and play. So people who don't play fighting games will pick it up and be like, all right, I want to get better at it. I want to learn how to play it. Like, look at Smash Brothers. Smash Brothers kind of threw everything off the wall because it's like you're not like fighting for a health bar. You're fighting to knock a dude out of the stage. But at the end of the day, you have three buttons. Jump, um, special, and main attack. Now, granted, you have shields and this, this, and that. But again, that was the basic gist of it. Anybody could pick up and play Smash Brothers. Right. When you go play like one My Hero Academia or like fucking Dragon Ball Z or, um, you know, all these like anime brawler games. And I'm going to just say it outright. I never looked at these games as like, okay, this is a game with the intention of being like super in-depth enough that's going to have a competitive scene. I look at this game like I look at like Super Nintendo Dragon Ball Z games or uh, PlayStation 2 fucking Bleach games. You know what I'm saying? This game is a fucking commercial or it's a mar- it's a piece of merchandise. Like it doesn't look like, okay, a good example was I remember when Dragon Ball Fighters was coming out, right? Me and a coworker of mine were huge Dragon Ball fans. I told them I was fucking ecstatic for Fighters. I thought this was it. This was made by Arc System Works. The art style is amazing. The gameplay looks like it's going to be super competitive. Da 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 da. He comes up to me and says, "But yeah, man. But in Tenkaichi, I get to fly around and do all this crazy shit. Why? Why is it stuck in 2D like this?" I'm like, "But dude, don't you get it though? This is going to like put Dragon Ball Z as like a fighting, like an actual fighting game in Evo and shit. But it put things in perspective though. Like people are coming at it like two different ways." I wanted a super competitive, serious uh, Dragon Ball Z fighting game. This guy just wanted to play a power fantasy that just has five different Gokus that you could play as. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I don't mind that either. I, I really like the idea of flying. The flying mechanic was always nice in the Dragon Ball Z games, to tell you the truth. That's fine. I love Tenkaichi 2. I really did. I played the shit out of it on the Wii. But to me, I was just like, okay, this is fine and all, but I want something serious, like something like really competitive, right? So going back to JoJo for a minute, the two current JoJo games I could think of, aside from that weird Battle Royale for the arcade, um, there was like, there was JoJo All-Star Battle, and then there was um, Eyes of Heaven, right? Which is more like an anime 3D brawler type. All-Star Battle was more like a 2D fighting game, but a little bit more slower down. And also, it doesn't help that both of these games do not run at a constant 60 FPS. I think that should be, like, the bog standard for any fucking fighting yeah, game. especially because, a fighting game, yeah. Yeah, like, that's the reason why. Like, the only game I ever returned for the Switch was SNK Heroines. Like, I thought you couldn't fuck that up. But, like, the frame rate drop was so goddamn noticeable that I was like, I don't know how you fucked this up, but I'm not going to play it because this just feels really awkward to play, you know? So, right. yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. I never thought All-Star Battle would ever get, like, a fucking re-release and get more content. But, hey, if I had to choose between Eyes of Heaven or All-Star Battle, which I own Eyyes of Heaven, I'm glad that All-Star, All-Star Battle is coming back with, you know, a 2D fighting game. But it's also has, it also looks really cool. And it's also multi-plat. So, definitely looking forward to that. A lot of 2D fighting games, obviously, uh, have their own following. People really, really like the whole... How far can I push this game with combos? How how far can I push this character? Yada yada yada. That's one thing I do like about the um, uh, what do you call it? Two D fighting games as a whole because it's 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 the thing of art, right? Obviously, Smash Bros. changed the formula. Sakurai basically had a very innovative brain, even though he himself was a fighting uh, he loved fighting games like uh, what was it? SNK, uh, King of Fighters. King of Fighters. Uh, yeah, he was a master King of Fighters fan. Yeah, so like seeing that, hey, instead of let's just make a platform fighter, and that being introduced, obviously, I don't see it as a fighting game. Still, it's more of a party game type of thing. But like even then, like the competitive scene is is pretty heavy. I I like the whole casual aspect of Smash, and I've known plenty of players who started picking up actual fighting games just because they started playing Smash, because uh, they knew that hey, there's more fighting games than just Smash, and it's pretty cool. So, I mean, you know, to each their own. I get it. If you want to keep playing Smash, sure. Go, you know, more power to you. But uh, everyone has their own cup of tea. Uh, I just can't play any fighting game the same way I played uh, uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 2 and Third Strike. Because those are the two games that I, that were the most popular around me. Even still as an adult, people view those two games as something else. Because it's it's one of those games that are, like, reached God status. So, it's it, it's those are the two main games. That I'm just like, all right. You know, uh, I'll just keep playing it. But it's wait, what was the second game? Uh, Third Strike, Street Fighter Third Strike. Third Strike, yeah. yeah. I love Third Strike. Yeah, yeah. It's, but it's definitely the Street Fighters Street Fighter. It's it's yeah the it's the melee of three Street Fighter is how people a lot of people say in the Smash community. Speaking of which, did you see Street Fighter Six's fucking NFT ass logo? Right. You know oh even- my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe that. Uh, look, I saw. I was like, oh, they're making NFT. Oh no, wait, that's the cover. Yeah. 
why <laughs> it just looks so stupid it's like okay so you got the s and f right okay that's good but shit we got to put a six okay and then someone found that like oh yeah by the way the design was actually from a 20 dollar like free <laughs> freelancing website dude it's and i look it's just cringe that a lot of companies sure look they want to do nfts for money because you know loot boxes aren't as popular anymore but neither are nfts so like what's what's the point obviously the pr for nfts aren't as popular but neither were for loot boxes so like companies don't really care about what the what the what's popular now they just care about money you know they got to be the mr krabs uh like I have that Mr. Krabs well, mentality. It, the, so. the joke is, is just like the way how it's a hexagon looks like on Twitter. It looks like it's a fucking NFT. Yeah. But my the theory I've heard is just like yeah, it's really jarring because like when you look at like all the Street Fighter logos up to that point, like they were stylized, they popped out, they looked nice. But the best way that people describe this new six Street Fighter Six logo is it's uh UFC, which yeah, I get it. I know, okay, yeah, it's the fucking ESPN, and you guys are really banking on that fucking competitive scene, but man, does this look fucking lame. Like, okay, like, add some color to it, not make it bl- black and white and fucking, oh, splash a six on it. Like, uh, it's, yeah. Oh, uh, it looks ugly. It looks so ugly. It's bad. I, I will say, though, that when it comes to just gaming as a whole, there's, there, there's, there's certain limits to, like, what I could muster in certain games uh i'll get burnt out quickly on some games too like if i play like a lot of cod i'll get burnt out quick uh the same thing with fighting games fighting games i get burnt out easily the thing is with fighting games too my body takes it way too seriously and like with smash if i play for too long i'll start sweating i'll start doing everything like my brain goes really really hard into this into like a smash game or into a 2d fighting game where I get phys- not I get mentally burnt out, but then also physically. I'm not sure if you've had that with any re- recent fighting games, but with fighting actually, games, not not a fighting game, but actually something recently happened. So I've been like putting off on like my thing is that I haven't been playing much of Elden Ring aside from like the performance issues. Is I told myself like if I'm gonna play Elden Ring, I want to make sure I have like nothing like taking up my time, which is my Hunt Showdown video. I've been like putting that off. I'm like, okay, I need to write the script down, I need to record, I need to edit because I want to get this video out. Right. Because I know for a fact if I start playing Elden Ring, I'm going to put that off so much that I'm not even going to touch it anymore. And that's what happened to me with Metroid Dread. I was going to do a Metroid Dread video, but then later I got distracted with all these other games that I was just like, oh shit, like the video's already put in the back burner and I haven't done it yet. So maybe one day I will go back and play Metroid Dread, especially with the new content they're updating with Rookie Mode and fucking One Touch Death, you know? Right. Um, I will go back to it. So, and that's how I felt yesterday when I was playing Hunt Showdown after work. I was like, you know what? I want to play something to like, you know, calm my nerve, like relax a little bit. But like Hunt Showdown is like one of those games where it's like every match can last an hour. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But what I mean by that is that like, if you understand like the basic objective of Hunt, you have to go collect clues, go find the target, kill the target, kill other hunters that could be trying to get the target too. You know, you have to play the game super slow. And when you're like me and you're like, oh shit, I got to go to bed soon because I got to go to work. You're kind of playing like a little bit, you know, um, uh, reckless and you start getting killed left right and center and that makes you even fucking pissed and da 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 so I thought and then that that's when that moment hit me where it's just like okay either A I need to play this on my day off or B I need to stop playing this game because clearly I want to play something else but I need to do the hunt video sh- first before right. I start playing Elden Ring because I really want to play Elden Ring Elden Ring Elden Ring's great <laughs> actually we talked about what well, this whole episode has just been cars uh, from software and the the state of play <laughs> yep i love but it i think we, we made a good episode actually i think we should actually wrap up right now it's getting kind of late yeah um thank you everyone for watching and listening to the dkm podcast i'm sorry by the way if you forgot to mention uh kenny died i mean no he's not actually dead but he might have dead i don't know maybe we got up to this point you might know he he died that, that you see that was a trick you see there's actually this episode's not even real it's actually playing your head right now Kenny, this whole thing wasn't even a thing. Kenny wasn't even a real person at this point. But he might come back, depending on if he took the happy pills yet. But we'll get back to that later. Um, Anyways, thank you so much for watching and listening to the DKM Podcast. If you haven't yet, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. As you know, you can listen to us on Google Podcasts, Anchor, and Spotify, and any other streaming services that host podcasts. Um, If you... Let's see. I think I'm forgetting anything. Uh, Follow us on Twitter at, at, at DKM Podcast. Um, and I think that's about it, ladies and gentlemen. You guys have a good one. Stay safe, and till next time, try not to get invaded. See ya.